1: Hello and welcome <laughs> to the greatest King of the Nerds After Buzz After Show ever.
2: Wait a minute! That's one. not our theme!
1: It's close enough. Um, if you haven't already, go to youtube.com slash afterbuzz uh, TV, also afterbuzz TV. Hit subscribe. Uh, also, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Those are cool places that you can subscribe as well. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. Back with us, Papa Nerd himself, Curtis Armstrong. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. It's really nice to be back.
1: We missed you.
2: I missed you too. Aww. I was very sad up there in Vancouver. Uh, there was—I I actually did get to see the first uh, uh, episode that you did with Xander, mm-hmm. and I love Xander. Yeah. And I want to publicly thank Xander for stepping in and doing such an awesome job.
1: Yeah. No, Xander was great. It yeah. was so I was. I was sad that you were gone, but it was okay because at least Xander, Xander was great. here. Yeah. I'll I tell mean, you. Could have been, could've been worse. Um,
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, we're talking about murder at Nirvana.
2: Yes.
1: Which, okay, so my <laughs> favorite because I am an svu super nerd
2: oh so like okay. as soon
1: as i was like csi stuff oh this is great
2: well it's it was an inspired idea and it was something that uh that uh, really this is a genevieve uh this was a genevieve episode mm-hmm. um i think these were ideas that she had had sort of percolating for a while we were talking about it on our our uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of those things where, you know, as we work on the show, we, you know, we'll periodically have uh, challenge meetings. And so we'll, you know, get together with whoever is organizing the challenges and talk about, you know, we have a whiteboard and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what are the nerd wars that we have and what are the nerd offs that we have and murder at Nerdvana, this idea of doing sort of a CSI uh uh nerd war Mm -hmm. um was you know sort of one of those things that was on there and then they were going oh well maybe not maybe we'll put something else on there and the the way that that genevieve told me was that it really was right up until the last minute almost she was not sure whether it was ever going to wind up on there they felt pretty confident about the nerd off Mm -hmm. Uh, Nightmare on Nerd Street, as we call it. <laughs> um, but uh, they weren't sure that the other would play. And then, of course, you know, what got me when I finally saw it was how really well it played. I oh, mean, yeah. And, it, it, uh, you know, we have an amazing uh, group of editors who work on this show. And those people put together something that looked so great. And it was just I mean, it was just like the show. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I guess you could argue that it was co- sort of a peculiar uh, thing for king of the nerds, but um, I think, you know, no, I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, it's actually a form, you know, it's forensic science. It's something which is actually, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you have a lineup of, you know, Frankenstein's monster and the werewolf and (laughs) the invisible man and, and a beautiful Dracula, a beautiful vampire, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously those people don't actually kill people that way. But um <laughs> it was a nice little treat to put in there for people. Sort of a monster mash, yeah, as I think of it.
1: it. was not it was a graveyard smash. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh we will talk more and more about the nerd uh, war in a minute, but first we have Colby with us. Colby
2: Hey Colby. Hello.
1: Um we are so <laughs> excited that you're with us, although we're so sad that you're with us. Um Welcome. Also, I want to clarify for everyone who's out there tweeting at your name. You do not have a Twitter. That is correct.
3: Yes, I absolutely do not have a Twitter. No self-respecting high school teacher should have one.
2: We understand (laughs) totally. Um, It's just, uh, you know, there are people who I, I guess somebody is already taken over your name and, and, um, your, uh, he, he I, I was tweeting him at one point thinking it was you, so, <laughs> but what, that's all right. That's not a problem you need to deal with.
1: What's weird about him is it says in the description that he has no relation to Colby and then he tweets as though he is you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that covers him, I guess, or something anyway. <laughs> anyway. But the point is he doesn't have a Twitter. So that's
1: okay. So I just wanted to make sure everyone knew. Yeah. Um, so how is it back at school? I want to know if the students have if your students have seen the show
3: I would say that I won't say most but a very good number of them uh, have do watch on a regular basis they uh, talk about uh, the experience they ask me you know certain questions uh, which really gets in the way of that whole teaching thing <laughs> um, but you know if there's you know, two minutes before the bell goes off at the beginning of class, and they want to talk about it or they want to talk to me after school. Well, that's great. And some of them are, some of them have a very, uh, very direct and uh, very passionate views of <laughs> how I played and definitely of how most of my competitors played. Really? So, yeah, hearing the feedback from them because I will say there are definitely. Uh, elements of high school social uh, statuses that you see that get played on the screen and they respond to that.
1: I definitely can see that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if... I feel like... Because you taught the entire world, really, how to cram for any sort of event with the learn the three things you can learn about... You know, because you don't have time to learn at all. Have any of your students tried to use that and then been like well that's what you've said to do
3: i would like to believe that as an educator that i the way that my assessments are that they are very (laughs) anti-cramming i'm very direct with my expectations and how those expectations should be shown in all of my assessments so I would hope that they don't have to just know three things. You can just know the thing that I told you that you need to know and then prove that on a test and then we'll all go home happy. Like your parents are happy that you did well. I'm happy that you did well. You get a good grade. And then we like, you don't have to cram to do well for anything that I tell you that you need to know.
2: Well, also, doesn't it? It also says something about the difference between, you know, educating and being on a re comedy reality show. I mean it is it is really a different world.
1: Those are different what? Yeah, you
2: know. I mean uh, Colby yeah, yeah, yeah just very quickly. I just want to say one thing about Colby because uh you know there are a number of broken hearts around the Twitterverse, the fact that you're gone um because people were, you know, people had really come to love What you represented and what you represented is something which we don't have a lot of on our show in any season, which is somebody who is uh, mature and reflective and doesn't get caught up in all the craziness. Uh, you know, uh, the way that, you know, you're sort of tempted to do as nerds. Mm -hmm. You're in a place where the nerds are, you know, they're surrounded by other nerds, and they're surrounded by all of these toys and all of these things, and you're doing all of these exciting challenges and all that. Whatever else is going on, we had Colby, who we could always turn to when we needed a comment about what was going on that was sort of from the distance, you know from where colby sat it was this and it always landed and it was always succinct and dry mm-hmm. and funny and we loved having you on this show it was really really great and i just wanted to say that now you can ask him anything you want
1: well i wanted to say that i i mean i in the past after shows i've brought a colby quote in every episode where you summed up what was going on in a very, like, this is clearly what needs to be said. Now you're all caught up. And I think this episode we had that when you were like, I'm not going to join drunken Star Wars improvised reenactments.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say that I guess the response to that, like, oh, yeah, like, he's so outcast. And it's like, yeah, like, I certainly felt somewhat outcast just because, well, you know, everybody was cheering for Heather and that previous nerd off, and it's like, okay. But what doesn't get played up is that I just thought the idea was really lame, and I just <laughs> didn't want to be bothered with it. Um It was – because the thing about, like, improv was it wasn't improv because they just –
2: it was act, reenactment. Act yeah.
3: So, well, I I didn't see Star Wars until I was 15 years old. And my, my favorite recollection of this is that I had seen Spaceballs 15 <laughs> to 20 times before I knew it was a parody. I thought this was, this was just an amazing, funny film. I had no other basis of understanding it, and I just kept laughing. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's based off Star Wars, right? Like, what's Star Wars? <laughs> like, that's a, That's a real thing. <laughs>
1: Well, no, I totally, I had the, I mean, I knew what Star Wars was, but I'd never seen it, and I saw Spaceballs also, like, 15, 20 times. That's because we watched lots of Jewish movies in my house, but um, I also was like, yeah, this is just, you know, it's a bunch of Jews being funny. Like, that's what this is. I get that it's a parody, but I don't need to see Star Wars. I'm with you, man. Spaceballs, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I I want to talk about the the kind of exclusion thing, because there was a point in this episode where I felt like you needed distance and time to be alone. And and they, uh, the rest of the group, kind of turned on you in this way of like, don't feel excluded. We want you to be one of us. But by doing so, at least to me, it felt like they just kept making this this distance between you guys so much bigger. Am I anywhere near what it was like?
3: I mean, I wouldn't say that. Like, there is, and typically when I'm involved in a situation like that, you know, it doesn't matter how mature I am or how I project. It's just like, when I'm in that situation, I feel like I'm 15 years old again. And it's simply that sometimes I just need to be away from people so that I can figure out how to reconnect. And Mm -hmm. it's just that the vast majority of their attempts to reconnect as kind hearted as they may be, they weren't in ways that engaged me or intrigued me in any way. So even if, you know, I had, even if I weren't in that situation, I would have done something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, those nights when people were out drinking, like there were moments where I just wandered to the other side of the house because I didn't want to be part of that. And There was a lot of that with this situation as well. It's like, I don't want to be with you guys right now. So instead of showing up and having it be awkward, I'd rather just be alone than have it be awkward for everybody here.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It Um, does. Do you think, um, do you think that, you would have uh, continued to feel, if you would have stayed, you would have continued to feel uh, even more pressure from everyone else coming at you because they really, I think, you know, at first, I think they were like, well, he's a really good competitor. And then it just became so much more, you know, like, well, now we have to take him down. Do you think if you would have made it past this one, things would have gotten worse?
3: I mean, I can't say for sure how they would have responded. Um I still think that the the fear uh, would have still been there, and I don't think that they would have changed their strategy against me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know maybe someone would have defected to join Caitlin and me. I don't know how people would have played, but I think that. Uh, with that in mind, it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's going to be a trivia challenge at the end more than likely. So the trivia champion has to be taken out and we need to send our best player, or if you're Jonathan, you're the best player, you send somebody else, uh, <laughs> to come at me. And that defined their strategy for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that would have changed had I knocked out Amanda.
1: Alright, then let's talk about Amanda um getting chosen and you were your your brain was rattled for thirty seconds. You are like, I need thirty seconds. What was going on in your head? What exactly was going through your mind?
3: Uh, the primary what went through my mind is how did Jonathan weasel his way out of this one? <laughs> and now it's painfully obvious that the The ability to uh, kind of definitely tug at heartstrings because I took out Heather. And despite the fact I had nothing to do with Heather being put in that situation, Mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't vote myself into that nerd off. Everybody else did. I didn't go to the other team to say that, you know, you should vote in Heather because I assumed they were voting in me. So I had no say in that how that played out except being put in and winning and then at the end Heather says you still need to go get Colby and I'm like okay I you know I just didn't know how to respond to that situation and finding that Amanda felt the need to avenge her that she needed to take one for the team and put herself out there and the challenge that most or that potentially uh, could have given her the edge I was kind of shocked by that. She had a one, she could have had a 100% chance to go on. Cause I guarantee you, if she asked me, I would have gladly voted in Jonathan knowing that I would go or voted for Jonathan knowing that that would come back in me. I wasn't afraid of either of them, uh, just flat out, uh, without prior knowledge of what the challenge would be.
2: Right.
1: So they all seem to figure out, well, Lily figured out what the challenge or what the nerd off was possibly going to be. Right. Did you know that everyone else thought they knew what it was?
3: Uh no, I had very little interaction and I so when I reached the point this happened uh just about every time that I was in except the first time I attempted to make a deal and failed miserably. Uh afterwards when steam smash loses and that was so often Uh, When Team Smash loses, I know that I'm on the chopping block, so I don't have time to cut deals. I just need to mentally condition myself for the upcoming Nerd Off because I know that I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that they decided to uh, parse everything out. I didn't know that they put Amanda up with the possibility that the Nerd Off was going to be uh, horror-based because when we lost, I think in my mind, when we lost the... uh, the uh, nerd anthem, I was like, well, maybe this will be music or dance based. Oh, no, it's in his history based. Like, sorry, Ori, your time's up. Yeah. Um, so they can be completely unrelated. In this case, they decided to make it related and it didn't work out in my favor. Yeah, Curtis.
1: Uh,
2: you know, I mean, it, we. I, <laughs> What can I say? It, uh, these things come up, and it, you you really have no way of predicting anything. I mean, we wouldn't know. So I, the one thing that does happen, though, I think, in that kind of strategy, the kind of strategy that they were working with, the Secret Six,
1: mm-hmm.
2: one of the problems with that is, and when you have a strong competitor like Colby, and you and in previous seasons it was it was Zach or Genevieve, mm-hmm. where. Uh, you know, once, once they put you in, because in Colby's case, they had a genuine reason for concern. Everybody has a fairly good idea or thinks they do what the end game is going to be. Mm-hmm. The end game would have been Colby's if that's what we usually do. If that, if we did what we've done in the past, mm-hmm. um, And that's all they have to work from when they're making their strategy. So they're thinking, we can't have him there. But the problem is that every time you vote in somebody and then repeatedly vote in that person, no matter who the person is and no matter who you are, it's going to cause probably more trouble than it's worth, I think. You know, from a strategy standpoint, there are reasons to not do that because in the first place, it sort of messes with you mm-hmm. and it definitely messes with the person who feels, you know, that they are you know, under constant right. attack. And ultimately, you know, as as these people continue to win, if they continue to win,
1: mm-hmm.
2: then it makes it even crazier and yeah. more nightmarish for everybody so I you know I, as I mean it makes for good television mm-hmm. um, but I'm not I I've, I've always been a little suspect of that thing I don't know what the alternative is and I certainly don't know what I would do if I were in their shoes but um, but it, it just having now seen it happen a few times I wonder about it
1: yeah. And uh, Colby, even though you're known as the the trivia king, um, it seems Amanda was who who put herself in there, who was like, I know horror films. And then we see her every confessional while she's studying. And she was incredibly threatened by you, Um, understandably so. But did you know at all that she felt, you know, that she originally thought she could go in there and beat you? And then, you know, as time went on, realized that she was kind of in over her head.
3: Um, well, uh, I didn't send Caitlin in to spy on them, so I, I did not know. Um, <laughs> so I, so it just reaches a point where I know I cannot affect how Amanda feels in any way. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of my time, so I need to focus on what I need to do to be to put forward to put the best foot forward in whatever challenge was at hand. So I. I would say that Amanda was... I would say that my feeling about how Amanda was going to do, I knew she was competent. I knew that she. this was a passion of hers. And it was something that I needed to catch up with as quickly as possible. I didn't worry about her after that point. Worrying about her doesn't make me know anything else. So See, <laughs> all I can do is pull up, go to Rotten Tomatoes, pull up the 100 best horror movies, try to have an idea of the plots of these films that I, you know, for the most part have never seen and apply, you know, my natural, you know, sense of trivia and how trivia questions are written and hope that it worked out for the best. And, you know, I fell just short.
2: Well, but yeah, I just want to say, under the circumstances, almost anyone else, maybe with the exception of Jonathan, almost anyone else in that house would have, had more experience with horror films than you have. And the fact that it was as close as it was is a real testament to your ability to work however the method is that you use. And it's, you know, you have a limited amount of time and a limited access to, to information, and yet you're still... You know, right mm-hmm. on top of her at that at the end, and you know that's a that's remarkable. I think
1: it was very impressive. And by the way, as
2: somebody who loves horror movies, if I had known, this will give you an example. If I had found out, if I was playing, mm-hmm. and I had found out that it was a horror-based trivia challenge, I would have been thrilled at first. But then, when I got when I Curtis got the questions. Mm-hmm. I was going. I don't know any of these movies. The only one I knew, Colby, I—I'll bet you can figure this out. The only one that I knew the answer to for sure was Freaks, the first one.
3: And yeah, I actually lucked out because you know it showed up on the list, and I distinctly remember uh, having a conversation with Caitlin about the plot about how. You know, at the end, the cheating, you know, um, the cheating wife who's actually pretty gets turned into like what she gets turned into a chicken effectively with a human head. And, you know, and I was just like, oh, yeah. So I, so I knew that just, uh, and that was definitely more of not me being passionate about horror films, but that's one of those very well known films right. that. Kind of transverse, or no? Excuse me. Like transcends pop culture, Mm -hmm. and then you know reaches to a point of art. So that's how I was able to approach some of these films, like that, like Nosferatu, or you know something in that similar vein. But when it came down to it, uh, you know they brought up, you know, I think of the question that I missed, and it's just well, and you just don't have it you just don't have that pop culture background because i don't go to films to try to be scared
1: i think caitlin said it best like the first uh texas chainsaw massacre shame on me the rest of them who cares mm-hmm. oh, it was great
2: no shame on you yeah after that it's shame, shame on me. me
1: right 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 yeah i speak english um <laughs> Thank you so much, Colby, for joining us. Um, Curtis, do you have any final things you want to say? I've said
2: them to him privately, and uh, I can say it again. It was a pleasure. It was really great to have you on our show. That's that's all I can say.
1: Um, Colby, I know you're not on Twitter. That is correct. Not on Twitter. Uh, do you have a public Facebook or somewhere people can keep track of you, or have you uh, disappeared I into mean- the ether?
3: So uh my Facebook is normal. So I mean if you really want to contact me, just send me a message like that's not blocked. If it's really creepy, then I won't respond. But if you're a normal person and a fan, I've already responded to people who've contacted me. Um I'll try to do my best. It's always good to hear from people who support the way I played and the person that I am. So that's an that's an open thing. And, of course, I'm a public figure. I, I teach high school. So uh, I'm not a hard man to find.
1: <laughs> well, thank you again so much. We we miss you already. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we move on, yeah. I need to take a moment to okay. talk about iTunes. Guys, iTunes. That's right. You can uh find us on iTunes and listen to all these podcasts for free because we clearly love the show. I'm a, I'm going to make an assumption that Curtis is a big fan of the show. I am. Yeah. Um and when you leave a comment, you get a shout out on the air. We have comments that I'm going to read out on the air. Okay. Um so we got more five stars from Big by Wolfman One, who says awesome show and an awesome podcast. Also, this person has a question for Xander, which I will pass along. Um, from Butterfly Mom89, we got amazing five stars. I love listening to the podcast talking about the show and their comments. It's super amazing um, that the wonderful or the fabulous Xander is on the show too. Keep up the great work. Super nerd fan. Fantastic five stars from Half Blood Princess Seven. The show is great. I love the discussion about each show. I really enjoy listening to each one. Exactly uh excitedly await them each week. Also, um of course Curtis is awesome and Yell is hilarious. Thanks. Well see? Yeah. Um five stars, you guys rock from K I C C C R. Um you guys are awesome. Yeah, three C's. Um you get just as stoked about the show as I do. You get it. Internet five. Okay. Um, and do, 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 do a must-download five stars from MCB255. This is the go-to podcast for any King of the Nerds fan. Yell, Xander and sometimes Curtis do an excellent <laughs> job. So sometimes you do an excellent job.
2: I know. Um, I know. Occasionally, breaking, I yeah,
1: do. Of breaking down the, uh, the best show on TV. Aww. Oh,
2: that's very nice. Yeah.
1: That's what you get for going on there and rating us. If you like us, five stars. If you don't, we didn't like you anyway. That's all well. there is to it. That's not true. Four stars. Okay. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. Nerd war. Um CSI challenge. So good. Jonathan volunteers to throw himself in. Amazing for the if we go to Nerd off, I volunteer. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about him backing out of that.
2: Yeah. I I was about to say. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but I love we talked a little bit about the um the Nerd War and I loved this one so much. I was really worried when you were telling them that Pom Pom Kitty was dead.
2: Oh, the Nerd War. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It <laughs> it's funny. It actually was a uh it was originally I was I was trying to remember when I was talking to Genevieve about this that originally this had been Bobby had been murdered. Mm. And I forget how we got him out of it, that he was actually... (laughs) And the truth is, I mean, it's not... It doesn't make a huge amount of sense, if you really look at it, that Pom Pom Kitty faked her own death in order to Be like us, like we actually fake our own deaths all the time. It's what we do at Nirvana, (laughs) Um, and yet uh, I can't remember what happened, how that changed, that it's it ceased being Bobby and became Pom Pom Kitty. But it, uh, I mean, I just thought it worked great.
1: So it was Pom Pom Kitty. Who died, and then it's revealed that Pom Pom Kitty Kitty faked her own death as the werewolf using a syringe. Right. Yes. And it has been
2: pointed out (laughs) that, in fact, a werewolf wouldn't need a syringe to kill somebody. Right. So I'm not saying if you track it as a story, Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily make any sense. Right. But it really was just an excuse to do forensic science things okay. with the, you know, fingerprints and the blood spatters so, and all of that, okay. and the hair follicles.
1: Here's so. here's my, my biggest problem, was not that a werewolf could do it without a syringe, was that the invisible man yeah. would leave invisible fingerprints. Would he not?
2: The invisible man would leave...
1: Invisible fingerprints.
2: Um... Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I thought you were going to say that the problem was the invisible man. You could see the strings. Oh um, no, I didn't
1: even care about that. Oh no, okay. <laughs> no, that didn't bother me at all. I all was I right. was talking about the forensics.
2: Yeah, no, no, the forensics. He should well, have been
1: he should have been disqualified from the first section where they were doing he fingerprints.
2: Have, okay, you're right. You're right. I'll tell you, it's <laughs> it, this is really interesting because this episode, that nerd war has gotten so much attention because people are trying to figure out how to make it work logically. (laughs) And I guess the best thing I can say is it's not worth the effort (laughs) to try to make it work as a logical story because it's really just the excuse but you're correct yeah. of course i mean i assume that i don't know of any murders having been com- committed by an invisible man right so whether they would leave invisible fingerprints or not i don't know i mean they leave if we know from the invisible man movie
1: mm-hmm.
2: that um he was invisible but he left footprints so if he left footprints the
1: difference is so I thought about But if this. you
2: were if you were picking up something mm-hmm. and you were invisible, yeah, you would still be connecting with it, so would not that leave Fingerprints.
1: So I believe fingerprints is like the oils from your skin. Right. So if you're invisible, your oils are invisible. Whereas footprints are your shoes or your the,
2: the weight of your feet. Yeah,
1: into something. Into something. Yeah, okay. I thought this through. All right. Um,
2: I see. I didn't. I <laughs> I never thought it. Uh, I I just went. Oh, how cool! We have the um, <laughs> the classic monsters are here, and it's CSI. I'm,
1: I'll I, say this. I want for the future seasons. There needs to be a different CSI uh, challenge every time. Oh, just I, like Nerd I, Anthem I, oh, repeats. I think this should be something that repeats.
2: I, well, maybe I don't know. I mean, we we have to play out the rest of the season, see how once we look back on it. You know, mm-hmm. it, I mean, the the anthem is a pretty easy one. You know, the debate was a pretty easy one. The, the cosplay obviously is an easy one mm-hmm. to say. Well, that's something we have to do every every year. But at the same time, we want to. You know, keep, you know, we could, you know, eventually if we run long enough, then it becomes basically the same thing every time. You know, it'll be... A different murder. Yeah, but... Everyone um, loves
1: murder mysteries. Well, no, no,
2: I mean, they're doing doing some kind of a murder mystery. We wouldn't do the CSI again, probably, Mm. because that was one thing, and it was a joke, and it was funny, but I'm not sure we would really go back and do exactly the same thing. We might do a variation on it somehow. I mean, it was weird also, you know, <laughs> something else. I mean, you know, we have Bobby and me, mm-hmm. you know, dressed as Sherlock Holmes and Inspector Clouseau, neither of whom have anything to do with either the Universal Monster movies or CSI. Right. So it was really a mashup of everything. I mean, yeah. It was all over the place.
1: It was wonderful. I loved everything about it.
2: Yeah. We, we <laughs> really, we really had a good time.
1: And Amanda, or was it Lily? One of them has seen Dexter
2: oh amanda i think is the dexter uh, Dexter fan yeah she (laughs) really likes dexter
1: yeah she said it like five times
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, she she really likes dexter
1: we get it she likes dexter guys calm (laughs) down yeah um i this was i think my favorite challenge but that's because i love svu so i'm all over it um Let's talk about the Nerd Off Nightmare on Nerd Street. Okay. Or, as it's also referred to, um, statistical analysis, analysis and, and applied mathematics. And mathematics. right. That is my favorite part of this whole episode. Well, it's an
2: interesting one. I, you know, I was listening to some people who were talking about it just today on, uh, on the internet, and they were talking about the real question, which people have, um, which is is that legit? Not, uh, you know, the, what do you mean? The, the idea of being a host and faking out mm. you know your your uh, contestants mm-hmm. um on camera and you know, and then and making a joke of it. Um and it's a really interesting question because to to us, of course, we were watching them talk about you know well what if it's mathematics right. or what if it's horror and what I don't know, I don't know. And they're going back and forth and back and forth and right. back and forth and it was not until we were already filming and we were up there and we'd done the entrance and we'd done you know mm-hmm. the throne of games and all of the thing and the the wind shot and right. we were doing it. all that had been already done and we were about to get into the thing and they came on my earbud. And they said, do this. (laughs) When it comes time, say, you know, (laughs) statistical analysis and And applied applied mathematics. mathematics. And then say, never mind, I'm just kidding. And I thought it was... Really funny. Yeah. And I still think it's really funny. And, you know, everybody said, well, you upset Amanda. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she actually is a big girl and she did yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was just a spontaneous bit of funny. And it's one of the things that I like about the show, and I'll defend it to the death that, uh, hopefully that won't be necessary. <laughs> but I will defend it that, um, you know, we don't treat it like Survivor. We don't treat it like, you know, the, you know, solemn... Mm-hmm. I mean, we do. We, we you know, we stand up there and we, you know, the stentorian tones and right. saying, now you will be doing this. and it, But it's always a joke. Yeah. I mean, we're joking with the, the theme. We're joking with the form as much as we are doing an actual reality show. So to say to somebody... to to freak someone out like that and and throw them a total left curve is just another way that we have fun.
1: Well, the more I think about it, the more I was wondering, you know, would it be fair to, uh, as a show, to know that they figured out what it is and be like, well, they already figured out, we'll scrap it. But I think that what you guys did is just so much better.
2: (laughs) Well, they, (laughs) they, um, I mean, this is true ever since last season. It wasn't true so much the first season because they didn't know right. where they were. Obviously everybody or most people have seen the show now. Mm-hmm. So when they come into this, into the game, they have expectations and they think they know what's happening and it's frightening with these nerds how analytical and intuitive at the same time they are about what they're doing and what the game is mm-hmm. and how Frequently, they will be ahead of us, and you know we're we are on our toes the whole time. We can't change anything. Yeah, we can't change the 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 nerd off. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but when they, it's amazing how fast they catch on to it. And you know, they're they're just. I mean, Lily came up with you know what it was. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it was. It was a really good... I'm not even calling it a guess. It was really smart.
1: It was a good deduction. It was a deduction, yes. Um, which, I mean, Colby had it right that, that there's there was no... Like, the the nerd anthem was a, was another one where we had the nerd anthem, and then and it then went, went to... And then went to a history yeah, challenge, yeah. Like, I well, would I mean, never you don't, put by the together. same
2: token, you don't want to do it every time so that everybody is always going to right. know. So if the if you go from the nerd anthem to a history challenge... That's another way of keeping them off right. balance. We can't give them, you know, I mean, there, there's a limit to the fair play clause. Right. You know.
1: Well, I mean, I know, for example, on America's Next Top Model, I don't know if they still do this, but back in the day when they would give, they would send a Tyra mail where they would give someone a challenge or a. a a poem or a limerick or something that gave clues as to what the challenge or the photo shoot was going to be, and then some of the fun was you know watching them try to figure out what that could possibly mean. And I feel like you know sometimes they're they're like the one where we had the anthem and then history. It's like we would have never seen that coming. And today we had another we had a we had a tyra male experience. What was that? That that they saw the. Um, the, uh, creatures, the, oh, yeah, monsters. the monsters, and they yeah. were like, oh, well, that put that together. Yeah. Um, I just, I think what you guys did with the, with scaring them was my favorite part.
2: It was one of my favorites ever. I just <laughs> loved that. Yeah. And I loved the fact that it was so spontaneous. Mm-hmm. It was so last minute that you had no time to even, I had no time to think about it. I right. just had to, you know, I had to be the same
1: mm-hmm. host
2: that I always am and say that like it really <laughs> was true
1: they the faces oh it was
2: splendid it was really <laughs> splendid
1: yeah um so let's talk about jonathan's um i don't know how to, what to call it well i mean you know um it was funny something like
2: this happened last year and there's been no reference to it except i think there was one tweet about it from mm-hmm. one of last seasons uh we had a we had a, a a challenge last season and there was all of this discussion leading up to it there was a there uh, Katie was going into the challenge
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh Brian uh hipster hobbit
1: mm-hmm.
2: um he was there was some discussion about the fact that it might it was almost a total replay of this <laughs> in fact it really was a total replay because she was thinking about she had been picked to do it mm-hmm. and then he was going to Sort of be the 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 white knight and volunteer as tribute <laughs> and do the do it in her place, mm-hmm. and that was what we were prepared for because that was what the discussion was off camera. Right, was that was what he was going to do, and then the, then the nerd off came, and we're waiting and nothing is happening, and I'm talking and Bobby is talking about you know what the thing is and mm-hmm. we're sort of waiting for him to say. Yeah. Tribute! <laughs> and he never said anything. And she wound up going through the challenge herself and getting thrown off. Mm-hmm. Uh And it, this was almost identical to that. And yeah. what the reason for it is, I mean, I think he's pretty clear when Jonathan talks about it. I mean, I'm not sure I'd agree with Colby when he says weaseling his way out. I mean, it's it's... I,
1: The thing is,
2: the thing is, if you're in a, if you're, it's playing the game, Mm -hmm. you know. And this is where it gets tricky with King of the Nerds, is because people expect, for some reason, because I think they're nerds, people or self-described nerds, right? Because of that, people have an expectation Mm -hmm. that they're going to be better than everybody, that they're going to make decisions based on some. Code right, which we as outsiders you know mm-hmm. don't have access to right. you know, that there's something like that going on, yeah, and I'm not sure that that's right or fair, exactly, I mean, I think that once you're in this system and you're playing this game and you're doing it and you're in the moment and you're in the heat of the moment, you make decisions based on instinct as much as anything else, mm-hmm. even uh, apart from your your uh your um Alliances if there are any alliances right and uh you know if you have Lily for example saying I think it's a I think it's a a, a horror challenge and you have him saying well I know nothing about that right and I meant it when I said to Colby he's the only other person I think who would be worse qualified for for that nerd off interesting and uh on the other hand amanda's Really good at that, yeah. as she proved. So, what is why is that an issue? Mm. You know, I mean, he he was clear about it, and he said this is going to be make me look really bad, right? And he
1: was right. <laughs> well, I think my favorite moment is when it hits Lily that it's possible that she was wrong, and that if know. she was wrong, <laughs> yeah. she just screwed, screwed over everything. her friend. Yeah, and that was my second favorite part of the episode. When she went, oh wait. Well, because
2: I, I, she had convinced herself, right. and it was, and she was absolutely right. Right, she, she had convinced herself it had to be that mm-hmm. for the nerd off. Yeah, and to get, I mean, she was worse affected. I mean, poor Amanda, you know, fell over. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was so <laughs> unexpected
1: for I them. I Almost wish, wish that it was a mathematical thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well that's and that's how it ended i loved the zombies um i loved uh my prediction from last week was correct which was because all i got from the promo was that something horror and beating something out of heads and so i said that i think the heads are going to be like pinatas and you have to get something out of them and i was correct yes which i'm rarely correct
2: well you, know, you got that one
1: yeah um so woohoo points for me um, I think it's time we head into predictions.
2: Yes, let's do that, shall we? we? And now
0: you're after Buzz TV predictions.
1: I'm pulling out my my list of team members, even though the teams are now are, are defunct. Yes. Yeah. So we have Lily, Ben, Rochelle, Caitlin, and Amanda, and Jonathan left. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, next episode, we go from six to four. And then in the finale, we go from four to one,
2: correct? I, I would not say that.
1: Oh. Well, then. Okay. Now I have new predictions. Well,
2: I mean, you know, that, that was certainly the way it was played last year. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that that's the way it's played this year.
1: I hate, I feel like I'm talking to myself now. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, try. See what you come up with.
1: So, okay, so if it's... Let's say that's true. Let's say that's true. If it's like last year, here's my prediction, that we will go from these six to four females. I think that if this is how it's going to happen, the four ladies are going to realize that they can easily overpower the other two and get them out, Hmm. which would be amazing. Because we don't have teams anymore. So just, you know, ladies, girl power. So that's my theory. Okay. Um, that's my prediction that it's going to go, and the, la- the last four are going to be the women. We have Lily, Amanda, Rochelle, and Caitlin. That's who I think.
2: So you think that it'll the the two guys will go out
1: mm-hmm. next episode and
2: leave the last four?
1: Yeah. Them. Okay. That's my prediction. All right. Um, as for who's going to win?
2: Yeah. Where I, are you on this?
1: I think it's between Caitlin and Rochelle. Interesting. Yeah. Why? So Caitlin. Like Colby, I think was uh, one of the stronger players mm-hmm. in in a different way than everyone else. Right. Um, so I think she's going to go far, and because she's not, she doesn't feel any loyalty to any of them, and so I think that that's going to benefit her. Um, mm. In a in a, I think that's such a great place to be in is like yeah we're not we're not bffs calm down
2: right i got this yes well she's definitely been bit on that yeah. for a while yeah
1: um and rochelle because i feel like she has she's kind of been under the radar
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and she's she has never really i think seen a she's never been challenged and i think that that is is working in her favor i see yeah okay
2: well, I'll be here next week, and we can go over that. Yeah. We'll see how uh, how it all worked out.
1: Well, if I'm... And if I'm wrong, and it doesn't work out that way, then here's, I think, um, Amanda, Lily, and Jonathan. If it doesn't work out the way that it was last year with the six and then the the, the four and then the one, is that Amanda, Lily, and Jonathan will somehow take over together and be left at Amanda... The Literally, Lily, Jonathan.
2: And Jonathan.
1: Okay. Mhm. At the end of next episode it'll be the 3 of them. All right.
2: But then but then what what, what is your prediction for for the victor if that's how it
1: and then I have no idea. You have no idea. At that okay. point I have no idea. All right. Well, that's really interesting.
2: That's yeah. an interesting uh, couple of scenarios there.
1: Yeah. It could be anything at this point. I don't know.
2: It really could be.
1: It's anybody's game, guys. Um why don't they why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitter if they don't already know.
2: You can find me on Curtis's Booger. Okay. C U R T I S I S B O O G E R.
1: Awesome. And if you want to find And I have me, a Facebook page too. Oh, what's your Facebook page?
2: Uh it's Curtis the Nerd.
1: Interesting. I think. You're not sure?
2: But I mean if you look me up on Facebook you'll find me. I'm there. People okay. find me. So Good. I, whatever it is. I'm there.
1: Awesome. And if you want to find me, I'm online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. Also, if you're a fan of Drunk History, you are going to <laughs> want to see Tipsy Torah, because it is hilarious.
2: Oh, God.
1: Um, also, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, Polyvore, and Facebook at Teagle, That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And we'll see you here next week for more King of the Nerds.
2: Bye-bye,
0: everyone.